it's Rachel here with your radio sisters, Bo and Allie. And yes, it's that time again. Time for the Mulberry Lane Show. (laughs) Now, it's so good to have you with us, and we're so happy that you chose to spend this time right here with us. Heart emojis right out to you. Now, if there's something on your heart that you feel like you need to do, write that book, audition for that show, or start that business, it's meant to be there because you're meant to do this. Honor that. Be intentional for it and take a tangible action. There's so much magic in taking that action. Yes, and take it from your radio sisters. And this is your reminder. Now, we've had to figure out how to do what we do one micro step at a time while changing diapers, going to dance, baseball, and hockey games, trying to get dinner on the table, and bring you this show to inspire your dreams. So easy to get caught up in real life and forget what brings you so much joy. So hang out with us for the next hour and get a clearer vision for that dream you have on your heart. All right, girls, let's serve up those guests. Let's do it, Bo. The Mulberry Lane Show's on. Celebrity story songs. You're going to have it going on when we tell you who's stopping by now. Okay, guys, first up today, you're going to meet Matt Salee of the group Pentatonics. Now, not only is Matt the newest member of the acapella supergroup Pentatonix, but he's also the founding member of E58, which is a worship group out of the Los Angeles area. And they have a new album out called Make Way. Now this project was super inspired and today you're going to hear Matt talk about how the project came together, what it's like to step into the group Pentatonics, and he's also going to tell you the importance of taking that first step towards your passion. So Matt brings a lot of spirituality to the show today, so if you're into that like we are, you're going to love hearing from Matt today. Okay, sisters, who's next? Well, then you guys are going to hear from famed National Geographic photographer Joel Sartori. Now, I'm sure you guys have heard of Joel Sartori. And if you haven't, just look at a National Geographic coffee table book and you'll probably see his name. (laughs) Now, the cool thing about Joel is not only is he on the national and international scene, he's a native Nebraskan. And he even still lives here, so praise hands to that. (laughs) So now, you're going to hear all about the Photo Arc Project, which was started 15 years ago by Joel. Now, he's trying to photograph every single animal species on Earth that is under human care. So huge goal, huge project. It's going to take him still many more years, but you'll hear about the interesting beginnings and how he's going about this massive undertaking. And Joel's also going to speak to the topic of the shift that takes place when what you do begins to have a purpose. All right, sisters, who wraps up the hangout session today? (laughs) Then you'll hear from best-selling author and award-winning chef Ellie Krieger. She's back with a cookbook all about one pan, one sheet, or one pot meals. That's my kind of (laughs) cooking. It's not a lot of cleaning up. Absolutely. The book is called Whole in One, W-H-O-L-E in One, Complete Healthy Meals in a Single Pot, Sheet Pan, or Skillet. You're going to get some quick recipes today and you'll get some inspiration if you're one of those people that has a hard time making time for what you love to do. Ellie has some wise words for you. 
All right, guys, the cooler weather here and there has given us a little bit of a taste of fall. And Allie, you uh, kind of had that whole experience earlier this week, right? Yes, Rachel, it's getting towards the end of soccer season for my son Luke. And some of these games lately have gotten pretty cold. A week ago, Friday, we had a game scheduled in the evening and the temperature outside was like 35 degrees. So I went like above and beyond to pack well for this and to be on time because you know I have a late problem. My daughter was at dance while she was there. I traveled home. I was kind of overwhelmed with the what do I need for the colder weather at this game. So I grabbed just like a big sack and I threw in there like blankets and sweatshirts and you know a couple pairs of gloves and a couple scarves and I've got totally ready for this game (laughs) and then picked up my daughter from dance we were headed towards the soccer game we pulled off a a McDonald's and I told Luke what to put on underneath his soccer jersey and we were like getting him all warm so he would not be cold at all during this game we arrive and there's no one at the field oh no and then I checked my email and like Two hours before, the coach had said the game is canceled for tonight. (laughs) The one time I'm totally prepared and on time, the game was canceled. I guess it was a practice run for when it really happens. It was. I am ready now. I'm just keeping that big bag in my car. You'll be glad for it. Mm -hmm. Well, we're prepared to serve you up with a great first guest, Matt Salee of Pentatonics in E58. Up first, right around the corner. Keep it here with us, your radio sisters on the Mulberry Lane Show. I'm Bo, along with Rachel and Allie. Woo! This segment is brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology, advanced comprehensive medical, surgical, and cosmetic dermatologic care. BraddockFinnegan.com. Find the harmony here on the Mulberry Lane Show. I'm Bo. Welcome back. Well, guys, Matt Salee is a busy guy. Not only is he the newest member of acapella supergroup Pentatonics, but he's also a founding member of E58, a worship group that has such a compelling story behind it. Now, the album by E58 is out. It's called Make Way. And the way this project came together, guys, it feels it feels like a movie. So you're going to hear from Matt right now about how they approach this music so uniquely and so beautifully. Welcome, welcome to the show, Matt Salee. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> good. It's so good to have you on the show. Mm-hmm. First, you have to talk about the significance of the E58 name, what it means and the significance of it. E58 comes from Isaiah 58, and it's really expression um, is expression 58, and it's the best word to describe our community and our worship atmosphere. It's like no other. It's okay. just everybody is there unashamedly, unabashedly for one thing and one thing only, and that's the worship of the Father. And so I haven't been a part of a lot of communities where that's not necessarily the case. This has been such a beautiful place where people are so free to worship in whatever manner they are. And nobody's judging, nobody's watching. It's just everybody's just there to worship. So now, where is the church located? How long has it been around? And just talk a little bit about the whole place. The church is in Glendale, California, um, greater Los Angeles, California okay. area. The church has been around for about nine years. Like most churches, started in a you know in a house with mm-hmm. a small group of people. And our pastors, Jen and Hona Toledo, who actually started the church with Sean Bowles, who's a very well-known prophetic pastor. And so ever since then, the church has been growing and moving, and nine years later, we're here with an album, with a movement, with a 
sound with a, a beautiful community who's just trying to go after it. So now talk about how E58 actually came together, grew out of this community, and how you went about writing the songs for the album and how the whole concept of the album came together. Yeah, so we decided to have a writer's retreat, Quite a, maybe about 11 of us, or 15 of us total. And, and of wrote. course you're in L.A., so there's a lot of music people around, too. So oh, all, yeah, everybody in the group is involved in the business in one way or another. Yes, everybody, singers, musicians, instrumentalists, uh, tours with all kinds of artists, has their own studios, you know, all different spheres of recording engineers all the areas of music you had it all covered and, um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> actually we did all we had to do is bring ourselves because somebody had the gear we recorded somebody had the you know hey, songwriters <laughs> so it's like we just we went up to the mountains and we recorded a bunch of songs and wrote a, a bunch of songs okay and it was such a beautiful experience because it's, it's all family so it's like being with your best friends and uh-huh. just write music and you know life gets busy and especially for me I, i'm not home a lot I bet. and so for me to be able to have that time it was such a god thing because i know he knew that i needed it okay, <laughs> it's yeah. a beautiful experience to and be a part of the team even though i'm away so much of the time hey if you're just tuning in you're listening to matt sully of pentatonics and e58 here on the mulberry lane show reading about you know the different members everybody in the group feels the same way you do that this was a god thing and felt god kind of moving in their lives and bringing this together so just speak yeah. to that for a moment. For someone who has never felt that, you know, presence of God in their life, talk about from your perspective what that feels like, what that is. I think it's a matter of heart. I tell people all the time, if, if you're passionate about something, if you have something that you're just like, oh, I've always wanted to do that, but I don't know how I would even start. Mm-hmm. Or I always feel called or feel like I'm supposed to be doing it in this area, but I don't even know where to begin. And I say, well, try starting it. And then I guarantee that God will pick up all the slack. <laughs> and he will pick up all the slack, he will do all the work, and he will be there with you throughout the whole process. And so you start to feel and you start to receive hope. Once you receive that hope, that's when they can really be like, you know, God God really sees you. He, he created you. He sees you, and even though there's billions of people in the world, he sees you, and he cares about you just as much as the person next to you mm-hmm. or the person you admire. And I just think that's really important to reel in is that this album is not about one person, how many songs you sang on, how many people wrote on what, like splits of, and, you know, right. the industry gets kind of crazy. I'm sure yeah. you can relate, you know, with different splits on how you publish different things. And I was just like, no, we're just going to do it. And yeah. I feel like everybody was just on the same page. We're just going to do it. We're going to put it out. And if it reaches two people, then our job is done. Mm-hmm. You know, if, it, if it's all about the one. And so I really feel like God can really speak in so many different ways, yeah. move in so many different ways, and it's individual to each person. And what wow. you're saying is if there is something on your heart, you take the action in yeah. faith, and God kind of picks up the slack and helps yeah. it along. So now yeah. you guys recorded this live, so I'm assuming that was a very conscious decision. There's nothing like the energy of a live worship service, so you chose that route. Yes, we did demos and things when we were in a retreat setting, and there was just something about when we all get to worship together. And so we have these things once a month called Encounter Night. Okay. They're a worship night for about two hours, two and a half, depending on okay. the day, <laughs> the time, and when the Holy Spirit's moving. But And it's really cool because we just go after it. And what's beautiful is that we'll leave space open for prophetic moments or songs that people are hearing or things that people need to say or people are feeling 
feeling and it's such a beautiful time and so we wanted to kind of wrap all of what we are as a worship team okay. and community to give people that into, experience yeah, in a way that experience okay. yeah and were you happy with how everything came together oh yes wonderfully it got, got so intentional uh-huh. so it came out everything the way it was supposed to We've got to take a quick break. You'll hear more from Matt Sally, including how he came to pentatonics when we come back. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on The Mulberry Lane Show, where you listen in and see your dreams and your path a little clearer. Dr. Mary Finnegan of Braddock Finnegan Dermatology is here to tell you about Aqua Gold. So Aqua Gold is a small vial that has small stainless steel needles that are finer than a human hair in which we can leave product in the surface of the skin. The procedure takes about 15 minutes for the whole face. It gives a very dewy look, an airbrushed look. There's mild redness, otherwise no downtime at all. Aqua Gold at Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. That's BraddockFinnegan.com. It's the Mulberry Lane Show, where every creative journey is respected. I'm Rachel, here with your radio sisters, Bo and Allie. Let's dive back in. Breaking down the creative process with Matt Salee of Pentatonics in E58. He was talking about the importance of taking action, taking that first step, like Matt did with E58 and their brand new album, Make Way. So let's get back now with Matt, right here on the Mulberry Lane Show. You have a favorite song on the album. Oh, I have so many favorite songs <laughs> on the album. First Love is probably the one I heard. I heard a demo of it. Jeremy Fowler sang on it, and he sent me the demo, and I was like, this is insanely amazing. And the story about that is because he had written a song a year, years ago, and God told him to hold on to it, and then he brought it back for the season. It just okay. ministered to so many people, and it just reminds you of that. Like, you are my first love. Like, God, you are my first and only love and and from the beginning you've been there you constantly and consistently are always still there so i just really meditate on that while i'm on the road and while i'm around the world and whatever Uh craziness is going on it just really brings me peace do you feel like this project is really a good balance to your work with pentatonics yes and i don't see it as a balance okay necessarily as i see it as another facet of what I do, okay. and it's not separate. I, I think it's all going to be the same. Anything I do is all going to be on one thing. Nothing will be greater or worse okay. than the other. It'll okay. all be equal. Yeah, so now you have to tell the story of how the whole pentatonics thing came about for you. That's quite a story. Uh, yeah, so acapella world is very small. Long story short, <laughs> <laughs> I've been a part of a lot of acapella things, and I've met a lot of acapella people, and got a call when the opportunity presented itself. And I was ready. That's the shortest version of yeah. the story I can tell. <laughs> and, um, but the God part of, of it is that he's been preparing me for this pretty much my uh-huh. whole life. And uh-huh. um, it's been such a beautiful thing. So I was ready. I just walked into what he called me to do. 
Okay. Like you said, everything in your life you had done, it kind of prepared you for that. But still, you know, stepping into it is a whole different thing, you know, standing in front of the the huge crowds and all of that. So talk a little bit about, you know, the headspace of that adjustment. I've never had nerves. I've always known my whole life that I want to perform. Like I'm going to always perform until the day I die. So it was surreal. Okay. I wasn't nervous. I was just excited. Um, It was very surreal to perform in front of my first show was sold out Chicago theater with four or 5,000 people. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm used to singing at weddings or at bars. For right. People. <laughs> and, um, but I've had quite a few opportunities to perform uh, in front of lots of people as well. Like I said, it's all been preparation for that. So when I got to the stage, got a job to do, just yeah. do it. So it, it didn't feel too big at that point. It felt right. Yeah, it felt right. Uh-huh. Matt Sully of Pentatonics and E58, right here with you on the Mulberry Lane Show. We talked about how you record with E58. So talk about recording with Pentatonics, how that goes down. Uh, we have our main producer, Ben, and we all record, and we go in the range and record the song. It's usually recorded in a day, and then mix it the next day, and then master it the same day, and wow. then it's out. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's very quick and very efficient yeah. and really fun. Yeah. And you just get into the groove. Both groups do harmonies. If you had to describe or even, you know, compare, what has harmony singing and singing with others in groups taught you about life or getting along in life? Any group thing that you're a part of, you have to try to be as unoffendable and selfless as possible. Okay. And um, as being a part of groups and have led groups, I've always found that that's the most important key and is to listen as a leader and as a teammate is to listen to your teammate as if they're your brother or your sister. You know, like a family really needs to be family or it's just going to derail. Mm-hmm. And so harmony has been so important to me because I love harmony. I studied it in college. I know the ins and outs of harmony and singing especially. And so it's really brought, as an arranger of vocals, there's, it's really brought me a lot of joy. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, I get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking along those lines, working in a group, you're saying you have to be egoless. But the music yeah. business as a whole, you know, it's kind of about egos showing up in a big way. Those two things are almost counter purposes. So how have you managed to, you know, step into the limelight as this larger than life persona, but yet stay egoless as you're working with others? I just remind myself that it's not about me. I have a beautiful upbringing, my parents, my brother, my sister, my grandmothers, my church family, my church family back home in Maryland. They all keep me humble, not in a mean way. They right. just remind me, that. remember who you are and who you are. Uh-huh. And I've never had really too much of an issue with that because I know who I am and I know who I am in Christ. Uh-huh. So, and I know it's not about me. So there's that humility, you know, you don't feel any better or any worse than anyone else. Yeah, and you shouldn't feel shame for doing what you're called to do, which I also a lot of people feel. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I have to go perform and limelight on me. I feel bad for all this spotlight because people who are better than me deserve it or people should be here and want to be here, work harder. It's like no comparison. You shouldn't feel guilty for the favor that God gives you. I love that. And what do you hope people take away from the album, the E58 album, Make Way? Um, I hope they feel the heart on it. I hope they feel the heart in community and feel the freedom of worship Mm -hmm. and and realize and feel and find a way to 
express that in their own lives and be free from that in their own lives. Kind of a release. Yeah. Okay. Well, Matt, we want to thank you so much for joining the show, blessing us with your thoughts and the music, and we'll have to catch up down the road. All right. Thank you. It's Matt Sally of Pentatonix and E58. Make sure you check out the brand new E58 album, Make Way. And guys, make way for the next guest, Joel Sartori, famed National Geographic nature photographer and fellow Nebraskan, is up next right around the corner, right here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Getting you back in the groove of your creativity. Rachel here. Just want to give you a personal invitation to get in on more sister fun music and highlights from the radio show. You can head on over to our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, The Mulberry Lane Show. We love having you here and we'd love to meet you over there for more positivity, creativity, and true connection. It's your creative fueling station, The Mulberry Lane Show. Glad you're here with us. This is Allie along with my sisters, Rachel and Bo. Let's jump back in. The Photo Arc Project, started 15 years ago by National Geographic photographer Joel Sartori, set out to photograph all of the animal species on Earth that are under human care. Wow, now how's that for a goal, right? Well, getting ever closer to the 12,000 species, Joel joins your weekend to chat the project, the 400-page volume called Vanishing, where you can actually see these amazing photos and how this project has helped people realize what Earth is losing. Welcome, welcome to the show, Joel Sartori. Thank you. Quite an intro you guys have there. I've never been sung onto a show before. <laughs> well, we like to do things a little uniquely. Actually. Yes. <laughs> okay, so first you have to talk how this project came about. Now, this is a sure. huge undertaking, so this had to have a lot of thought behind it. It is. Well, my wife actually had breast cancer in, oh, about 14 years ago. Wow. And I'd been a globetrotting geographic photographer for about 17 years at that point. And I stayed home for a year to look after her and our three little kids. And she's fine now. It's been 14 years. Wow. Uh, But during that year at home, it gave me a chance to think about what could I do that would stick, that would last, you know? Uh And I thought about George Catlin, who painted uh, Native Americans, you know, before photography, and Edward Curtis, who documented. They spent their whole lives just documenting Native Uh Americans because they could see white settlement was going to affect their way of life. Uh-huh. And I thought about Audubon, who painted, you know, many of the birds we have in Nebraska right. uh, that he knew would go extinct eventually. And these people all just gave their full measure of devotion to one thing with their entire lives. So I thought, well, that's for me. When Kathy gets better, that's what I want to do. So we've done close to 10,000 species now. I think today I'm going to upgrade it a little bit instead of 12,000 species in human care because there are more and more accredited aquariums coming online around the world. It's probably going to be more like 15,000 species, and it'll take another 10 or 15 years, but 
that's the goal, is to really show people what biodiversity looked like at this point in time. And I love that it's such a focused project, because, you know, as creatives, we can get so distracted with all the things that seem like, oh, I'd love to do that, I'd love to do that, but you just focused on really one project. Yeah, that's right. I think it's a good thing because, you know, magazine stories, they kind of come and go in a month, in a way. Uh-huh. This way, the animals can look at us, you know, through the years, and these pictures hopefully can go to work. We use black and white backgrounds and studio lighting to really bring out the true color in these animals and the detail, high resolution. And we can look them in the eyes. A wow. lot of these animals live in muddy, muddy water or in the soil or high up in the trees. These pictures allow us to really look them in the eyes and see there's great intelligence there and there's a lot worth saving. We can connect to them. Yeah, that's right. We're primates. We're into mm-hmm. eye contact. So, you know, some animals don't have eyes like coral or sponges or jellyfish, but for the animals that do, which is most of them, mm-hmm. we can really look them in the eye. And the black and white backgrounds eliminate size comparisons. So right. uh, the mouse is as big as an elephant. Okay. And um, that's something I like about it, too, is that we have the ability to really look at animals that have never had their story told, many uh-huh. of these animals. And the, some the we've never even heard of. Right, right. Most of them, probably. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So we're really here to tell the story of all living creatures, anything bigger than an ant, okay. and to try to get people to realize that as these animals go away, so could we. We need right. them to survive ourselves. And it has made a difference. Well, a lot of people have seen them. The pictures have been on the side of the Vatican and the Empire State Building and in Times Square and... And we're talking to you guys right now, so that's big time. <laughs> and we, we want to let people know that, you know, we need pollinating insects for fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. We have to have plants as well. We have to have intact rainforests to regulate our, you know, our climate from temperature to rainfall. We really do need nature to survive. It's at our own peril if we go throwing away so many species to extinction. But the good news is we can save these critters. We just have to realize there's a problem. I and think people want to help. Right. And, you know, this book really draws the connection, how everything is interconnected, but it's on such a pure level because you actually see the creature that's contributing to the world the way it is. That's right. That's right. We try to tell their stories well, and Geographic's helping by sponsoring the project in a major way, and they're also the long-term archive. People can go to natgeophotoarc.org to learn more, natgeophotoarc.org. If they want to hashtag Save Together, Geographic will give even more money to conservation. And they can go to my website as well, joelsartori.com. There's lots of things people can do, no matter where they live, by the way. You know, Uh quit putting chemicals on your lawn, all the way to eating less meat, to driving a smaller car, to insulating your homes. we got lots of ideas on these websites for people if they want to get started. That's awesome. Famed National Geographic photographer Joel Sartori here on the Mulberry Lane Show talking about his latest project, the Photo Arc Project. Now, if you hadn't had that soul-searching time when your wife was going through treatment and recovering to yeah. think about yeah. where you wanted to go with your life. And, and kind of a legacy project. Yeah. And your gift. Do you think that you would have had this idea if you hadn't had that time to really think about things? You know, that's a good question. I don't know whether I... I'd like to think so, but it forced me to stop and think in a way that I hadn't been able to before because I was always running around and so Going. busy. I think it helped to focus me, certainly, and it gave me time to be reflective about the animals we've already lost to extinction right? and made me really focus. So I think it, I think it was pretty important time, and the fact that she made it through and she's fine now. Exactly. Is, you know, I've got it all, right? Right. That's yeah. a great thing. Totally. And then how would you describe your own metamorphosis internally 
when your career became more of a purpose? Did that change you internally well, and to kind yeah, of see the good yeah, you're it doing? Does. Uh-huh. It does, yeah. I think photography has the power to change the world. We storytell, and it doesn't matter how the message is delivered, whether it's broadcasting or print or web. It's, it's just about letting people know about the world around them, and hopefully we can make informed decisions that way. Right. It's, it's to all of our benefit to have clean air and clean water, to make sure that we have pollinating insects to bring us the foods we eat. Yeah. It's just basic things that we can communicate, and these pictures are kind of a device. They get people into the tent of conservation by being cute or scary-looking right. or beautiful or bold, <laughs> and then we can try to teach, you know, yeah. try to get people to realize that there are problems, but there are also lots of solutions. Yeah, which is so good. And then what... I want to know, is the decision to photograph them on black and white backgrounds, you know, that made it so dramatic. So what was behind that decision and how did you land on that approach? There have been other photographers in the past that have done black and white background work and there will be others after me. So it's not a new thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But what it does, it allows us to see, I was frustrated with the fact that in 17 years and 30 stories working for the Geographic, it's really impossible to photograph in a muddy river. You can't see anything, you know, or an animal that lives in the dirt or a little bird that lives high up in the trees. It's just impossible to see them well. Uh And so this technique, we use animals in human care where they can be brought out onto black and white backgrounds. We can really see what a mole looks like. You know, we don't know what moles look like. We just Uh know that they leave bumps in our lawns if we live in the country. (laughs) Well, they're amazing. They're just amazing digging machines. They're they're really cool. We can see a lot of these insects that would otherwise be camouflaged on the plants in our backyards in places like Omaha, Nebraska, right? Right. There's wonder all around us. This technique allows us to actually see these animals in a way that you just can't otherwise. Mm -hmm. Now, we we put up on our Insta stories that we were going to be interviewing you today, and someone wanted us to ask you... What is your favorite animal to photograph? Do you have a favorite animal? Favorite animal. animal. Well, that's the next one, of course. Okay, uh, always the next one. <laughs> favorites, any more than you could say, oh, which one's your favorite child? Right. right. No way. I mean, so, I'm not a huge fan of cockroaches, and I've probably photographed 75 species of them so far. Oh, uh, okay. But you know what? They're amazing as well. They've got their complicated beyond belief compared to any machine man has made. Wow. So I have to appreciate all of them and I get psyched up for all of them. So I literally mean it when I say my favorite animal is the next one. Okay. I'm very I love that. About. Great answer. And then before we let you go, one of the purposes of our show is to encourage creatives to go after their dreams. You know, you set this bar very high. I'm going to photograph all of the species on Earth in human all care. The species on Earth. Yeah, there's a couple million described. So but, far. you know, so you could have limited it to, you know, in North America or whatever, but you you went the whole Earth. So I think as creative, sometimes we tend to play small or think small. So talk uh-huh. a little bit about it's important to go for big things. Oh, yeah. Geographic doesn't do anything in a small way. We do things in a big way. And there's a phrase, you know, we can't publish your excuses. So if you have the capability of doing it and you see there's a problem, which I did with extinction, uh, what's my excuse for not trying to do all I can? There is no excuse. So I just hope that other people realize that they can make a difference. They just need to figure out what they're passionate about, whether it's hunger issues, whether it's dog and cat rescue. It could be anything. It could be single-use plastics, whatever it is. It could be getting people to put fewer chemicals, fewer poisons on their lawn that end up in the watershed. It's just a matter of 
finding what you're passionate about and doing all you can to make your time on earth worth something. And do you, you know, think that's the whole thing? And would you say that it's best to have a bigger purpose to your creativity, to do something with it, to help I, change the I world? I think that if you don't use your creativity for something, what's the point? To yes. glorify yourself? I that's totally agree. Yes. All right, totally Joel, well, we yeah. love this conversation. Thanks for coming on the show, and we'll have to catch up, because you just live down the road anyway. <laughs> I do indeed. I'd love to. Anytime, you guys. All right. That's photographer Joel Sartori. Make sure you check out his book, The Photo Arc Project, a beautiful, gorgeous book of all these species. When we come back, we got some quick recipe tips from none other than best-selling author and award-winning chef, Ellie Krieger. One-step meals for your life. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on The Mulberry Lane Show, where we make it our aim to make sure you discover something about yourself on every episode. It's Allie here with the Mulberry Lane Show. And did you know you can be a part of our free email list every week where you'll get more sister fun, links to archived radio shows, tips on creativity for your life, and real connection. All you have to do is text the word Mulberry to the number 22828, and then you enter in your email. So join the free Mulberry Lane email newsletter, and we'll land in your inbox once a week. Text the word Mulberry to 22828. Let's dive back in the Mulberry Lane Show. I'm Bo here with my sisters, Rachel and Allie. Well, you've met her here before, best-selling author and award-winning chef, and one of our faves to catch up with, Ellie Krieger is back. Now, sheep hand dinners are one of my go-tos in the kitchen, and her new cookbook, Whole in One, that's W-H-O-L-E in one, complete healthy meals in a single pot, sheet pan, or skillet, will help you with your fall meal planning, healthy and simple, just the way it needs to be done for your life. Welcome, welcome back to the show, Ellie Krieger. Thank you, Allie and Rachel. <laughs> she can it. sing. <laughs> she can sing too. Yes. We can't cook though. <laughs> so sheet pan dinners, you know, give us a yummy example of something easy we can put on the sheet pan and put in the oven. Oh, do I have examples for you? So actually, all of the recipes in this book are made either in a sheet pan, pot, or skillet. Okay. So that's the idea, that you don't need a special electric appliance. That. I have um, a one-pot spaghetti and meatballs that I really want to tell you about. Okay. I'm really highlighting this one in particular because it's so much fun. You literally make the meatball, spaghetti, and sauce all in one pot, and you don't even need a colander. Like, wow. at the end, all you have is one pot. Oh, um, so how does that. it work? Right? So I have to tell you. So first of all, you brown the meatballs in the pot. Then you take them out, and then you, you make a little sauce in there, just with canned tomatoes, simple sauce, flavorful garlic. Put in the sauce also a couple of cups of water and bring that to a boil. Then you put the meatballs back in to cook some more. But let me tell you about the meatballs because they're very special. So not only is this one pot, but it's also better for you. Okay. So it's better for you because I use turkey in the meatballs. And then my secret ingredient is that I use Quaker quick one-minute oats in the meatballs instead of the typical breadcrumbs. It's amazing because they blend in. They, they actually lock in the moisture and make the meatball really moist and tender. But the oats have a certain kind of fiber in them called beta-glucan. Okay. And it's a unique fiber to oats. And the FDA actually, according to them, they 
three grams of beta-glucan a day can help prevent heart disease. So a half a cup of oats has two grams already. And then doing things like adding oats to your meatballs gives you, now you're well on your way to getting that three grams a day. Yeah, so and what's nice about that is it's sneaking in the nutrition so our picky kids or picky husbands don't really know it's in there, right? (laughs) Exactly. And I don't believe in being sneaky per se, okay. but sometimes you got to be a little stealth, right? I mean, use all the tools in your toolbox. Right. <laughs> so then here's a cool part too. So you got the meatballs in there, you got the sauce bubbling away, and you just take the pasta, so I'm using spaghetti, and you put it right in the pot, okay. right in the pot with the water, and it's going to kind of absorb some of the water. It's going to kind of thicken the sauce, and my go-to pasta is Barilla. Okay. And I think pasta is kind of misunderstood in a lot of ways. Traditional semolina pasta is actually a low glycemic food so it gives you you know that kind of longer lasting energy and also it's a traditional part of the mediterranean diet it's a real staple in that regard Uh so i think we absolutely should be enjoying pasta this is a perfect recipe to do it and what i do in the book is i give you all the complete nutritional information so i think the key with any dish really is to make sure you're eating the right overall nutritional proportions Uh um so anyway at the end once that pasta cooks to al dente i toss in some greens so you don't have to make a side salad with anything in this book it's all right there i toss in typically baby arugula you could do spinach if you want Uh just put it on the top Uh on the top at the end if you want if somebody isn't that into greens so there's a lot of flexibility there for the family and in the end it's all in one pot i love it so before we let you go, now you've written best-selling cookbooks, produced and host TV shows, you're a mom. So just some quick advice to the busy moms who have that love of something they do, whether it's cooking or painting or singing, finding time to do what you love. How have you managed to do that? Oh my gosh, well first of all, I made what I love my career. <laughs> yes, yes. So there you go, there's one, one idea. But I think the idea that you need to be filled up and that that's not a selfish thing, But ultimately, I think that's being a role model to your children and showing them that that's an important part of life. Amen to that. Sometimes changing your mindset and thinking about it like in that way, that you're actually gifting them with that in a way by them seeing you fulfill yourself. I think that's a gift also. So I think changing your mindset around that helps you make time for it, perhaps. I love that. And we love the gift of this book because you're going to help our fall meals go quicker and healthier and easier. So that we have time to do (laughs) what we we love. Time to do what we love. <laughs> exactly. So I hope you enjoy it. And also, of course, the sheet pan meals and the skillet meals and the desserts in the book. They're all great. Okay. And Ellie, we want to thank you for joining the show and we'll catch up next time. Nice to talk with you guys. Thanks for having me. That's best-selling author and award-winning chef Ellie Krieger. Make sure you check out her brand new book, Whole in One, Complete Healthy Meals in a Single Pot, Sheet Pan, or Skillet. And although you don't need any special pots or pans for these recipes, Ellie Krieger has her own line of Circulon pans, so you might want to check those out as well. All right, guys, now it's time for our favorite part of the show. This is Show Notes, where we handpick the best advice from each guest on this episode of the show for you to take into your life this week. 
Now this kind of ties in with what we talked about in the top of the show, how if you feel something on your heart, something that won't go away, there's probably a reason it's there. Well, as coincidence would have it, Matt Salee of Pentatonics and Worship Group E58 talked about just that. He says you have to just take that first step. He says God picks up the slack and helps you on the road. So maybe this week, start whatever it is that's been nagging at you. Just take one step and put Matt's theory to the test. Count me in, I'm gonna try it too. All right, who's next, Allie? Okay, well then you heard from famed National Geographic photographer, Joel Sartori. Now he was here to tell you all about his photo arc project. And we wanted to highlight for you two things that he said. First, he said it's important to set big goals and to follow through. He said they have a saying at the National Geographic, and this is it. You can't print excuses. (laughs) I love it. Secondly, he said it's also important to have a bigger purpose for your goals. He said if you don't use your creativity for something bigger than you, what's the use? You have that creativity inside, and you can make a difference with it. You can make the world a better place. So high fives to Joel. Love that philosophy. Well, finally, you heard from award-winning chef and best-selling author Ellie Krieger. Now, if you ever find yourself so overwhelmed by responsibilities that you don't make the time to do what brings you joy, Ellie has some words for you. She says, you need to be filled up, and it's not a selfish thing. Now, when you do what you love, it's being a role model to your kids, and you got to change your mindset. You're actually gifting that to your kids, and that mindset shift helps you make the time to do the things you love. So a little less guilt this week, you guys, and a little more gift. Mm, I can get behind that. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Mulberry Lane Show. So join us same time, same place next weekend so you can see more of your potential, your dreams, and make your path a little clearer. We'll be waiting right here for you on the sister couch. That's right. Bo, stay happy and stay blessed. Allie, don't forget to be awesome. Rachel, that's a wrap. Woo!